Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. And today we are talking about the wide receiver group continuing our spring preview. So hopefully everybody's ready for this conversation. Y'all know how we do right here. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now listening to the Warrior Morning Drop. It is Wednesday, February the 21st. Hopefully, everybody is having a wonderful Wednesday. Happy Hump Day to everybody who is out there. Um, we are going to get into this conversation about the wide receiver group. And thank you so much to everybody who is in here dropping in with me today. And we're going to talk wide receivers. Um, spring preview. With your guy, Ike Jones. Um, first and foremost, man, this is a, a group that was getting a lot of blame last year and deservedly so in a lot of instances. Because, um, listen, man, the numbers are what they are. There are no two ways about it. This wide receiver group was not performing well. So we're going to approach this in a, in a more analytical way than I have in any of the other ones because I think it's important when we start talking about or trying to frame the conversation around what needs to improve for Auburn in the past game that we analyze these things deeply. Uh, because there's some very specific things that need to get kind of aired out here. Uh, first and foremost, talking about the wide receiver room, um, let's talk about the the you know the departures from the room before we get into the people who are returning. Uh, gone are is your 
top wide receiver as far as yards and receptions. Uh, well, as yards because receptions is Jay Fair, but uh, Javarius Johnson had 347 yards. He was your leading receiver, and he's gone. Um, you also are going to be missing. Two guys that came in with a lot of hype last year and really didn't deliver on that hype um, and for a lot of different reasons. But Jair Shorter and Shane Hooks are not going to be back. They had come in in the transfer portal. Uh, Shane Hooks is going to be absent from this team and Jair Shorter left or Shane Hooks graduated. Jair Shorter hit the transfer portal to go elsewhere. Amari Kelly hit the transfer portal. And then Malcolm Johnson Jr. also hit the transfer portal. Um you're not missing a whole lot of production out of that group. Um, as you can see, you know, those guys didn't really do anything. Jair Shorter, one catch for 10 yards. Amari Kelly, two catches for 45 yards. Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., six catches for 89 yards. Uh, Shane Hooks, 10 catches for 144 yards. But again, the one that you're going to be missing that had the most production um, and had been productive for Auburn for a couple of seasons is Javarius, Javarius Johnson with 19 catches, 347 yards. But as far as the guys that are coming back from the room, You've got uh, your returning guys and you've got Jay Fair, of course, who was of the returners. He's the guy who has the most receptions and yards, 31 catches for 324 yards. Caleb Burton, who uh, came on towards the end of the season, the transfer last year from Ohio State, uh, who had 16 catches for 226 yards. Camden Brown, um, who was the subject of a lot of scrutiny from the wide receiver room with 10 catches for 105 yards. And then Coy Moore, who really did not get utilized very much last season. Three catches for 24 yards total. Had a lot of uh, snaps, surprisingly. I was actually surprised when I saw the number of snaps that Coy Moore had last year because I just didn't rem remember seeing him in the game very much. Um, but he had 161 snaps. He was the, of course, fourth most of the ones with snaps last season. Um, but when we start talking about this room, the biggest thing that you hear from the wide receiver room or as complaints from anybody who's talking about this wide receiver room are two key issues. Uh, it was just, are they where they're supposed to be on routes, right? First and foremost, are they where they're supposed to be or where they're expected to be? And secondly, when the ball comes in their direction, are they going to catch the football, right? It's the biggest issue. Like uh, you, I heard so much from Auburn fans. Our wide receiver room wasn't getting separation, and that's the reason why uh, they were not able to be as productive. Or when they did get separation, they were dropping the football. So let's examine uh, the, the the veracity, how truthful that is. Um, first and foremost, this wide receiver room absolutely underperformed last year they this wide receiver room as far as pff grades was ranked 119th in the country uh as far as in in fbs now there's only 133 schools in the fbs and the wide receiver room for auburn ranked 119th as a whole uh by pff standards 65th in the uh, power five out of 69 total schools and dead last in the sec pff ranking there's just, I mean, no two ways about it. What they were rated was not very good. They This wide receiver group, uh, as far as targets last season, now Auburn only attempted 317 passes last year, which ranks 119th in the FBS. Didn't throw the ball very much. 
shows you kind of the level of confidence that we had in our past game. Now, I'm not putting all the blame on the wide receivers, but today is about wide receivers. We can talk about other things in the past game at another time. Today, we're going to focus on wide receivers. And did the wide receivers have an issue getting separation in running routes in catching the football? The answer to that is yes. Yes, there was issues in this wide receiver room with running routes, with catching the football, with, uh, you know, getting separation. However, was it more than other wide receiver rooms around the country? You might be surprised to see the numbers on this. The national average, and I'm going off of PFF here, for percentage of drop passes was 9.07%. Drop rate was the drop rate I looked up in PFF. I looked at every school in um, in the power, not excuse me, not the powerful, well, in, in FBS, in the FBS, I looked at every single school. The national average for an FBS school was 9.07. Auburn was just below that average at 9.16. So they were pretty much average at dropping the football last year. And again, I use drop rate, not total drops, because I'm looking at the number of attempts that they had, because it's really about, you know, how often when the ball went in your direction, did you drop it? 74th, and it's about, again, median range. So it wasn't an inordinate amount of drops. And so then you have to come back to confidence in whether or not, you know, because this is the thing that most people say, well, the reason why this wide open receiver wasn't throwing the ball is they were going to drop it anyway, or the quarterback didn't have confidence in that receiver's ability to catch the football. And I mean, to me, that's kind of a, I don't even know how you say that, like throw the football and if they drop it, they drop it. But why not throw the football? Again, it's not about quarterback. But when you look at contested catch rate for Auburn, it was around 13.8, which is again, about average, right? When, When you talk about people being able to make catches in traffic, it was about average of what you see around the country. And I'm talking about uh, in the S- in the SEC, when we look at drop rates for receivers, Auburn was the sixth uh, lowest. So about middle of the conference and schools that were below them were schools like LSU. Right. LSU had a higher drop rate than Auburn did. And LSU had a dynamic passing attack. So it didn't stop LSU from being able to throw the ball. Now, again, I'm not saying that Auburn had equal to better receivers. I'm saying that. If the reason why the pass offense was because of drops, then, you know, teams that are throwing the ball more, they had more drops. Right. Well, throw the ball a little bit more in your averages. If you're averaging that number of drops, you're going to get more passing yards. If you just give them more opportunities to catch the football is kind of my point. The point in all of this for me is we have to figure out or Auburn needs to figure out how to get more pass attempts in the air, get the ball in the air more often and see if, if the receivers are dropping the ball at an average rate, then The remedy is to throw more and you get more opportunities to get more pass yards uh, if those averages hold true. If the assumption is if we throw the ball more, they're going to drop the ball more, then I don't know what to do with that but tell you what the averages are. Um, However, the other issue is going to be about being where you need to be when you're supposed to. There's not really a definitive measure for that, right? 
what I have to do is take Coach Hugh Freeze at his word when he says, hey, we've got guys who are just not running at 100% out there. They're not running. And you saw that evident in some plays out there on the field. I would also argue, though, that he stopped playing the receivers that were having that issue. So towards the tail end of the season, when you saw more of VAR, when you saw more of uh, Caleb Burton out there, those weren't the receivers that were having the complaint that, that the coach was complaining about loafs for, right? So if the issue then later in the season wasn't about not running the right route or loafs, then why did the pass offense not get better as the receivers were in the position where they needed to be more often? Again, that's another question for another time because we still have to address the offensive line and we still have to address the quarterback. But this spring, we should be able to see an emergence of some guys in this room. And let's talk about the additions to the room and how Auburn perceivably got better, right? From a talent perspective, I think everybody feels as if this room, and I didn't even mention Nick Martin because he didn't have a single catch last year, which is crazy to me. Uh, like 37 snaps, not a single catch, only like two targets on the whole year. I forgot. I, I don't know how I forgot Nick Martin, but apparently he was a forgotten man on the field as well. And that's not disrespectful to Nick Martin. I'm just talking about he didn't get the ball. But uh, let's talk about uh, additions to the room. You got the senior Robert Lewis coming over from Georgia State who had 103 snaps, which would have put him dead last. Is that right? 103 snaps. Did I write that down correctly? Let me make sure I have that correct. Cause that's, that's feel, that feels crazy. Okay. He had 103 targets. Okay. That is not, I was about to say, there's no way 103 targets last year. I was like, there's no way this man only took 103 targets last season. Um, but uh, he had 887 yards and 70 receptions last year. Um, so good addition, good pickup, solid pickup there. Um, Sam Jackson, the the quarterback from TCU Cal, now at Auburn, going to be playing wide receiver, played wide receiver in high school. Don't really have any collegiate stats on, uh, stats on him at wide receiver. He's lined up as a wide receiver, but never got any targets um, in his career, in his collegiate career. So don't know what you're going to have there. And again, this is just a spring preview. Uh, so Bryce Kane and Cam Coleman are the two of the four standout freshman wide receivers that are actually on campus right now. So those two will be here. So we have four additional receivers that are going to be in the wide receiver room in addition to the four that were already here. And I'm just talking about scholarship guys. So there's some walk-on guys that are available um, and on this team, uh, but I'm focusing on the scholarship guys. But so now your wide receiver room for scholarship guys for your spring are going to be Coy Moore, Camden Brown, Jay Fair, Caleb Burton, Robert Lewis, Sam Jackson, the fifth, Bryce Kane and Cam Coleman. Um, and so the question is, who's going to step up out of this group to be able to give the coaches confidence that we can throw the football, that Auburn can throw the football more effectively and more often? Because I believe fundamentally, firmly, number one, Coach Hugh Freeze wants to throw the football. And I believe that number two, that teams are going to try to force Auburn to throw the football because we have always been good at running the football and there's I mean this this has been the, the the recipe for stopping Auburn's offense for years load the box make them throw the football dare them to do something right so the question is who of this group has the most to prove who has something to prove out of this group I think you have to start this conversation with Camden Brown Camden Brown 
absolutely needs this spring to separate himself. Because listen, if you're talking about outside receivers, the slot receiver spot, I think Jay Fair has that locked down. There, I, when we're talking about you know drop rates and all this kind of stuff, Jay Fair didn't have an issue with drops. Jay Fair didn't have an issue with being where he was supposed to be on routes. Jay Fair didn't, like he had none of those issues. He gets separation. He's open all the time. Jay Fair's good in the slot. No issues there. It's about whether or not how quickly um, you can bring along Bryce Kane to be able to, to give him some, some breathers there, whether or not Robert Lewis is going to slide over there into the slot and be able to, to do the things necessary. Maybe you'll play a little Caleb Burton, but I doubt it. He probably is going to be on the outside a little bit more this season. Um, so for the spring, it's going to be Jay Fair in the slot. Case closed. Outside receiver, though, Camden Brown is going to be going to compete with Cam Coleman, right? And everybody wants Cam Coleman to come out here and be successful. Camden Brown needs to prove that he's ready to take the next step and be the guy on the outside. Let, let, let Cam Coleman be the guy on the other side or something. That That's where Camden Brown needs to be mentally. I have the seniority here. He's a, a junior coming into this season. He needs to do what's necessary to, to claim his spot as the starting guy because in the fall, again, Cam Coleman's already there, right? You've got Coy Moore, who's still there. And Perry Thompson is coming this fall, right? Spring, you got Cam Coleman already there, ready, to, and Perry Thompson's coming this fall. You need to get a head start on this room if you are Camden Brown to make sure that you can solidify yourself as one of those outside receivers. And then... Um, I think the next person that has something that they need to prove, honestly, it's going to be for me, the new guy in Sam Jackson, right? Because he took a chance and came over here in the transfer portal as a wide receiver. And the question is like, how much use is he going to get? What is going to be his utilization? He needs to be able to prove that he can play wide receiver at the collegiate level. He's got all the athleticism in the world. Can he play the position of wide receiver? Or is he going to be relegated to be kind of a gadget guy? Which there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but he is a senior and his eligibility is going away. This is his second transfer or to his second school, I should say. And now he's got to prove that he's got usefulness to a program as an offensive weapon that can be utilized in some sort of way so that if he wants to have a pro career, he can go and do that. Um, so I think that he has the second most to prove. And then the last guy for me is Coy Moore. Coy Moore's got a lot to prove. And I just don't, I don't think that the freshmen have anything to prove right now, right? Like they have some things maybe that they need to prove people right about, but there's no shame in a freshman not being ready game one um, when there are seniors and juniors that are up here that could come out here and play. So Coy Moore is the next guy for me that has something that he needs to be able to prove more so to himself because he hasn't really gotten a lot of opportunities, definitely to the coaches, but to himself that he's ready to be able to, to take whatever role that he's going to be in for next season. So those are the guys to me, I think that have a lot to prove out of this wide receiver room, but I want to hear from you. What do you guys think about this wide receiver room? I know everybody's super excited about the freshmen that are coming in. Um, but what do you think about the room and what do you want to see from this room in the spring? We're going to get over into the comment section and hear what you all have to say. Before we do, we definitely want to acknowledge the sponsor of the Morning Drop, which is Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over to Rogue Shop. 
rogueshop.com. Use code report when you do. America's number one online dispensary is the Rogue Shop. Sleep, stress, pain, anxiety, all of those things. Remedies for you right there at the Rogue Shop. Get a little something off when you use code report and that lets them know the guys at the War Report sent you. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's head over to talk to the Green Name Gang and see what you guys are talking about here on a Wednesday as we're talking about wide receiver. Appreciate everybody for dropping in with me. And we'll start the conversation off with Leanne, who says, I haven't loved a wide a receiver uh, since early in Seth's freshman year. Wow. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm no Mike G, but I think Jay Fair is, is the real deal. I think that he actually is a super talented wide receiver, and I love the prospects of what he brings to this room. I think he just needs better and more opportunities to be able to showcase that he's got the speed, he's got the size, uh, he's got the hands, he's got the route right. I mean, he's literally got everything that you want to be a quality receiver. I just don't think he's had enough opportunities to show it. And again, I can show you, if, if I just did a film breakdown on Jay Fair, it'd be it'd be nauseating to watch him be open so much and not get to football. It would. So Jay Fair, I think, is a, good, a guy who I am excited about the prospects of and looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, Ant Robinson says, Cam will be a big play wide receiver this year. Question, Cam Coleman or Cam Brown? I'm assuming you're talking about Cam Coleman. Uh, and I am looking forward to seeing what Cam Coleman can do as well. Uh, Leanne says only two problems. They couldn't run routes or catch the ball. See, I, and I, and, and this again, that's what a lot of people say. And I th- I've already addressed this. I just don't think that that is the, the total picture. And I don't think that that was inordinately a thing for our wide receiver room um, for that to be the totality of the reason that the pass offense wasn't where it needed to be. But it's it's there's truth to that statement that people were running improper or lazy routes and dropping the football. There's no ways around that. It is what it is. It's got to be addressed. And I think that um, part of the issue is let's throw the ball to the guys who catch the ball most often, too. Right. Like I, I think some of the decision making of throwing the ball to certain guys in certain scenarios just wasn't good. But again, we'll address what we are going to talk about quarterback for sure. Um. Uh, JJ Brand says Auburn is an above average program, so anything average is bad. Um, I, I I'd contest that that's for for LSU to be below average and their offense to be above average. I would contest that that's not a truth. Uh, that's that's a that's an opinion you could have, yes, but 
LSU's offense was great last year and they were below average in drops. So I, I just, and, and drop percentage, right? Like not even number of drops. I'm talking about the percentage of drops that they had was below the national, well below the average, below Auburn, right? And so I think that there there is some truth to that. And and yes, you want your receivers to be better than that. But like Vanderbilt had less drops than a percentage, a higher, a lesser drop percentage than Auburn last year. And they were terrible offensively. So I don't think that that is a good barometer for how good your room is performing alone. There are a lot of other things that need to be addressed besides drops. Drops are not number one on the list is my point. You're like, you're, you're not in having a ridiculous amount of drops compared to what an average right receiver core does. There are other things I think that need to happen, starting with making sure that they are where they need to be, which I think that that got addressed more as the season went along uh, with who you were seeing getting the snaps. So uh, Dana Jones jumps in. I'd like to see Steven Jackson. Uh, I think you mean Sam Jackson running the jet sweeps. That dude's got some moves and some speed. Absolutely a very athletic guy. I am super interested into seeing what the vision was other than he's Peyton Thorne's high school wide receiver. What was the vision in bringing him in and how he's going to be utilized? Uh, Jacob Smith says Cam starts from day one. Perry starts by the end of the year. All four of the freeze four play enough to not red shirt. I think that's a common um, thought process amongst Auburn fans that these young men are going to come in and play a lot. One thing I think is of note, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how well the um, the summer uh, program and how well, you know, the strength and conditioning program get him. Bryce Kane came in way like let me pull this up for y'all so you can make sure I'm, I'm not I'm going to get it directly off of the Auburn website of what he weighed in when he got to campus at the beginning. And we'll see how this changes as we get into the fall. But he's like 150 something pounds, bro. Like Bryce Kane is small, like he's fast, but he's small. like VAR was small for an SEC receiver. And he was like 160 something, 170, something like that. Um. And Bryce Kane is like 150-something, according to the Auburn website. I'm pulling it up right now just so I can make sure I have it correct. Bryce Kane is 153, 5'10", 153. They, listen, he's going to have to bulk up. 153 is not big enough. And listen, I get it. True for, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that's going to limit him is he's going to have to figure out, they're going to have to figure out how to get some more weight on him so he can take the 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 rigors of an sec schedule so looking forward to seeing how he improves uh tk says uh we did see them open all season and the ball didn't get to them drops weren't that many but it showed more because qb1 couldn't throw it to an open receivers um listen again we are going to talk quarterback extensively because there's a huge conversation that has to happen around the quarterback position uh but again there's some truth to that as well i think that there's truth to that statement as well um brad browning said first year qbs under coach Hugh freeze at Ole miss and um liberty completed more passes than pt attempted cannot get over that stat there's we again we're going to talk quarterback and again I think that there were some system issues as well right like there was just not a commitment to a consistent system uh so and and if if nothing else I think that that impacted wide receivers as well we talk about the impact of swapping quarterbacks on the quarterback position the impact of swapping quarterbacks on the wide receiver position is something that doesn't get talked about because the QBs really had 
half of a playbook that they had to to know, right? There were di- two different playbooks. It's the the tight ends, the wide receivers and the wide receivers and the uh offensive line had to know both of those playbooks for each of the rec- uh, of the quarterbacks. So you put this really kind of crazy. Now they were doing some personnel groupings where these guys would be with this quarterback a little bit more, but there was some carryover specifically with your offensive line and with your tight ends, not as much for the wide receivers, but like there was there, they had to learn more offense and you had to kind of know a different way that a different quarterback was going to deliver the ball, even though Robbie didn't get to throw the ball very much. And that that impacts your ability to get attempts. And, and it, like there's just this offense was a mess last year. And I think that too much of the blame was placed on the wide receivers. Now, there is a portion of the blame that absolutely lands on the shoulders of the wide receivers and they need to own that. But I think too much of that blame was placed there. And there's there's enough of that pie to go around in a couple of other directions that we have yet to discuss um, that need to get addressed. CM Pat says Coy has the most approved. He did a lot of talking two seasons ago. Um, I think Coy did a lot of talking two seasons ago because he's a confident guy. I don't have any problem with Coy talking and being confident. I think all of those receivers are confident in their abilities to go out there and do things. Um, but you know, listen, I, he's on my list of people who has a lot to prove. So I, I, I agree with you. He's, he needs to step up and make some stuff happen. And he's a guy who, who knows where he's supposed to be. He's a guy who, like, I don't think he didn't get a lot of opportunities, but I've never heard anybody complain. And I talked to a lot of people in that building about Coy Moore's work ethic. I've never heard anybody complain about Coy Moore's route running ability. I've never heard anybody complain about Coy Moore's knowledge of where he's supposed to be, his ability to, none of those things have ever been an issue for Coy Moore in two seasons at Auburn. The issue for Coy is he's kind of a tweener guy, right? Like he's not fast enough to really be a deep threat. He's not shifty enough really to be like a good slot receiver guy. And he's not big enough to be a jump ball guy, right? He's just kind of right there in the middle. And so it's hard for when you are, when you're used to a certain type in your mind to figure out where to put Coy Moore, right? Like he's just, He's, he's just a football player, right? And he understands how to be where he's supposed to be, but um, he just doesn't really fit into a mold. So it's it's hard to envision sometimes where to place him on the field. And it kind of gets him overlooked sometimes. And that's unfortunate, but it's the reality of what it is. Um, so he, he definitely has to prove that he's reliable and hopefully he gets his opportunities because I, I want to see all of these young men succeed. There, there, there is not a place in my mind where I want anybody who's in this room and say, I don't want to see this part. Like I'm not one of those. I, I don't, I, I'd be good if this person never plays again. I'd rather just see them elevate their game if they're going to play than, than make that statement. Um, so I'm hoping that if Coy Moore gets his opportunities, he goes in there and he takes advantage of them. Leanne jumps back in. I just want us to, in two to three years, feel like we did with Boo Do Court. Oh, okay, gotcha. Courtney and Nick's. That's a gold standard to me. So, uh, I mean, so listen. I don't. I don't have the data to go back and look and see how those guys performed. I think it. People would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what the actual productivity was with that group of receivers as far as how often they dropped the ball and those sort of things. Because I think we we romanticize outcomes sometimes and forget that statistically it wasn't like 
so much better. I don't know. I don't even know what the stats were in that group. So I, I would be interested to go back and see kind of what that looks like and see, were we that much better uh, and, and with a wide receiver core as far as the things that people complain about um, with where being where they were supposed to be and drops and all that sort of thing. What I do know is that offense was a lot more, that offense was a lot more sound in what they wanted to do and how they wanted to execute um, as far as uniformity in the play calling, as far as a vision from the head coach to the play caller about what they wanted to accomplish. I do know that that was a thing. And I do know that that offensive line was a little bit better performing. But again, that might be me romanticizing that offensive line. From a run blocking standpoint, we ran the ball a lot more. It's a different time and day. So uh, time and uh, age for Auburn. So uh, the run blocking was better and we, we were able to do that sort of thing a little bit better. And so the wide receiver group didn't have the same kind of responsibility as in this wide open league that we're in right now. So it's just different. Um, but I would be interested to see what those numbers looked like. James Barnett feels like Bryce Kane is that dude. Don't sleep on him. He has real elite speed. I don't think anybody has uh, the ability to sleep on Bryce Kane as far as his ability to go out there and impact a game. Game, I just think the young man needs to bulk up a little bit. <laughs> I just, I listen, and the reason why I say that is you limit your usefulness when you're a certain size. Like, you can't run the stuff over the middle with a dude that's 153 pounds. Like you can't like I don't care how tough he is. He's going to get destroyed. Like so you have to. So when he's in the game, he's got to be an over the top threat. Like and again, when I talk about like VAR was was undersized for a receiver, but he could be effective. But he was limited in his effectiveness. You, if you notice, if you go back and look at it, you notice VAR wasn't running no routes over the middle very often. He wasn't like he was running stuff to the sideline a lot stuff. You know, he was running like wheel route stuff because they had to be able to get him away from contact because he wasn't going to be able to take that a lot. Right. And so Bryce Kane, you, you limit how you can use him and he has to become like a sweet guy or, you know, a deep. Th- he, he has to be in that, which there's a place for that in usefulness and you can utilize him that way as a freshman. I'm just saying in order for him to be a more complete receiver and be able to, to, to play at the next level. And I mean, when I say the next level, I mean, as an sec caliber receiver, he's going to have to bulk up a little bit. That's just, that's too small. You could be small. You can't be that small. He's short and he's slim. So he got to put a little weight on bro. He, and, and maybe he's not done growing. Like he's a true freshman. Maybe he's still got some, some height that he's going to have on him. And he definitely is going to get into this weight program and he needs to, to, to put some pounds on some muscle, all of that. Connie asked the question, how do you see Auburn using Bryce Kane considering his size? I think it's going to have to be, they're, they're going to use him as the deep threat, right? Like they're going to have to use him. And and the the problem with your deep threat coming because of how Coach Hugh Freeze likes to scheme. Let me just say that. How Coach Hugh Freeze likes to scheme his receivers. The problem is he's likely going to have to line up in the slot, right? Um, so as a slot receiver, deep threat guy, you're going to have to scheme a little bit differently. Um, so it's going to be more of the switch routes that he'll have to run where he's in the slot, but then he's going to go up and and, and take the outside release. Uh, but he's going to have to be utilized that way, maybe in like some flare screens or some some p- speed sweep stuff uh, to be able to get you're, you're, you're My point is you're going to have to get him in space because uh, he ain't going to be able to operate in a, in a tight space. Now, what I have heard about him is he actually, for his size, 
is pretty good at contested catches down the field. He's a good, you know, he's he's good at the catch point. Um, but again, that's that was in high school. We'll see how he does against like press. Uh, see, like press DBs. If a guy gets a hand, his hands on a dude that's 150 pounds, bro, like. I don't know how you get off of that press unless you're amazing at the line of scrimmage, which I don't know what Bryce Kane is as far as like his ability to get off at the line of scrimmage. He's got to be amazing because once they get hands on him, rerouting him is going to be too easy. He's just he's just too small to be able. So he's going to have to win at the line of scrimmage and he's going to have to win with speed. So you're going to have to scheme uh, ways to make sure that he gets an off release or, you know, have him in motion or something like that. Like, he ain't just going to be able to release off the line if they're going to put hands on him. So you line him up in the slot. Hopefully, they'll give him a little bit of cushion with that. And then you have to figure out how to flare him out to get him open, you know, switch releases, stuff like that, to be able to make sure that he's operating in space. So we'll see. But I, I do like the prospects of Bryce Kane because he is an absolute speed merchant out there, and he's going to pose some problems for some defenses. All right, but listen, man, uh, lots more to talk about with this. Definitely want to hear more conversation in the comment section from you all. As always, the Morning Drop is brought to you by The Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over there, rogueshop.com, use code REPORT. Before you get out of here, like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content with somebody you love, somebody you hate, somebody that loves us, somebody that hates us. It doesn't matter. Get it out there. Get the word out. And we'll be back at you all tonight we'll be back at our normal time on Wednesdays with the midweek rapport talking a little bit more Auburn football and a little Auburn basketball uh, until the next time and as always War Eagle Drop. Drop.